I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Yeah, we've had two great games with them. I mean, either game, uh, I thought we were actually in better position in Syracuse. Uh, they made an incredible incredible threes in Syracuse in the in the end of the game and then tonight when we got control finally they made two or three incredible threes again uh how was, his was unbelievable half court it was better than Buddy's was against uh, Virginia but uh, and then Gibbs pulls up and you know they just we, we were smart we didn't we made one mistake and it almost cost us but you know we made eight three throws eight free throws in a row and uh, Quincy struggled shooting it. He makes his two, and we know Joe's going to make his. But um, you know, they made they made some plays at the end of that game. We just the first half we could not stop them, and they couldn't stop us. People want things out of Joe Girard. Uh, it's unimaginable that they don't understand what he's doing. We haven't had too many point guards, freshmen, do what he's done. And yet I still see these comments about, well, he didn't do these. You know, we're not getting a lot of assists right now because our best offense in some certain cases, when we're playing a team that has matchup problems with us, just to isolate. Uh, Buddy had Leshevsky on him twice, and he went by him, scored twice, and Elijah had a mismatch a couple times in the first half. Mooney had him, and, you know, they were matching up and then coming back man, and he had Mooney out of their matchup. So we're isolated a lot, so you're not going to get a lot of assists. Well, again, Barama's been pretty good. A lot of it's been foul trouble. He's been in foul trouble. That's why he's been out. Quincy's been in foul trouble. Well, you know, a lot of, a lot of their playing time has been foul situations. Um, but, uh, you know, Quincy was real good tonight making those free throws. He's starting to shoot better. I thought Bryson was great tonight. I was going to get him back in. He made the, he's a good shooter. He knocks down that three to give us the four-point lead at halftime. He got two offensive rebounds. He's been practicing better. I think he's getting used to the mask. It's been difficult for him. Uh, Howard sprained his ankle in practice uh, yesterday, so he couldn't go. Um, but... Uh, you know, Bryson really was really good when he was in there. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you the fans a voice to welcome happy thursday happy thursday thirsty thursday thirsty thursday thirsty tuesdays thirsty sundays all right hey look i don't want to i don't need your schedule we've got <laughs> we've got um look the moods are high we are we are high off of syracuse basketball right now i um Four in a row. I mean, what can you? What else can you say? Three wins on a row. I mean, it's just been phenomenal. We have a little bit of news to get into quickly before we get started with everything here. But um, the biggest news, I guess, of the week that was unbasketball or not basketball related. Unbasketball related? Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> not basketball related. 
would have to be the departure of Zach Arnett. I think he he came into Syracuse, took a breath, and uh, turned around and got the hell out of there. So, I don't <laughs> Saw know. a snowstorm and said, peace. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there, but apparently he is expected to be hired by uh, Mississippi State as a defensive coordinator there. I don't know. Is this a bad look is for, is for the school, for the coaches? I mean, yes. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, everything happens for a reason. I'm one of those guys. So, well, is it school? Is it coaches? Or is it actually him? Because well, obviously, to say you're going to take a job and then they, they offered get offered the, another one, right? I know it's SEC and right, um, right, right. I mean, they, there was news that that we did match his um, offer from Mississippi State, and he still declined and decided to go to Mississippi State. So um, it's just tough because I know that we've been having. Uh, three of our bigger recruits that we're pushing for with only two weeks left before national signing day, um, we're all defensive players. So now it's, that's going to be a tough sell when you don't have a defense coordinator. So, yeah, um, it is what it is. I'm not going to um, be too upset about it, I guess. It'll um, work itself but, out. Yeah, whatever. Like I said, whatever. You don't know what you didn't have. So right. um, there's others in the pipeline <laughs> And um, I guess I'll just, that's where I stand with it. Whatever. Yep. Guess what? Syracuse basketball has won four games in a row. Yes, how sir. about that? So, how about that? How about that? So, <laughs> uh, oh, we were on the um, Noons pod, as James yeah. likes to call it. James invited us on there. I was uh honor and a privilege to be there with James Zuba and Bobby Manning. And yeah. um, it was a good time. It was before the the new uh, the new the um, Notre Dame game, but we it's still fresh. I mean, you could still listen to it, and the game's over. But we talked about just a lot of general Syracuse basketball stuff, and we right. also talked. We did some buy seller hold that is very relevant that could be listened to all the way to the end of the year. Some of that stuff. So correct. Um, and you can listen to that. And who was right? Buy seller hold. Syracuse will win at Notre Dame. Who bought? Who sold? Who held? I'm not going to tell you. Go to Noons. Check it out. Uh, it's on iTunes. It's, I think it's the latest one still that's on iTunes. So thanks to them, James um, and Bobby, for having us on. Yes. Um, we really appreciate it. The Orange improved to 12-7. and seven. Uh, Overall, 5-3 and three in the ACC, splitting games with Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Notre Dame. 3-0 and oh the second time around, all on the road. And part of me is a little bit nervous to play at home against Pitt. It, that is a weird feeling. To be nervous about that, but that's what happens, I guess. You get sports superstitious. Per James Zuba on Twitter, uh, speaking of James, Orange are eight and four at home, four and one on the road, zero oh and two in neutrals, and their quadrant records. Um, I updated these from last night. Quad one, two and three. Quad two, two and four. Quad three, one and zero. Oh. Quad four, seven and zero. Oh. So what we're looking at really, quad three, quad four, we're eight and zero. Oh. And that is where you need to be. The other stuff will kind yep. of work itself out. Um, and we'll get into the pit thing. But last night, Notre Dame was a quad one win. Obviously, that changed because they lost at home. So that knocked them to about 82 in the net. That takes them to a quad two win. So anyway. Yeah. Well, that can always change, right? So. Yes, it can change. They can work their way back up and all that fun stuff. So we're going to get into all that. Pitt's going to come to the Dome, as I mentioned, this Saturday. So um, we're going to do all that. We're going to do it all. But first, as always, I shouldn't even have to read this anymore. You should just know it by heart, kind of like I do. But Guilty. Right. But listen, I'm going to plug it. I'm going to plug it again. Here we go. It'll only take a second. Um, listen, if you plan on betting online, it doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all that come to play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you have questions? Are you nervous about it? Have you done it before? Don't worry. Um, my bookie has a patient customer service center. They can walk you through the process. And the best part is they're still running this deal right now. I've told you about it before. It's it's the only deal they've run for the past six months. Why? I don't know. But get, take advantage of it. Log on to mybookie.a and make your first deposit using the promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart that bankroll again. Log on to MyBookie.ag, make your first deposit using the promo code CHAIR, and MyBookie will match your deposit 100% up to 1000 bucks. Thank you, MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. All right, so, Joe, what a run for the Orange. 
as Phew. they boost their stock in the ACC, going on a four-game win streak, as we mentioned. And um, this uh, this has just been fascinating to watch, and I can't say enough. Down by 11 and up by 13. A little confusing towards the end of the second half. Uh, some iso ball, but I think it worked out for the most part. Not the best stuff to watch, but I do think at the end of the day, I don't think it was terrible. Um, this team was counted out by... Um, a lot of people for just about everything uh, just four games ago after a loss to Virginia Tech when they sat at eight and seven and one and four in the ACC uh, coach was to be fired and by the way um, you know those people still silent on Twitter <laughs> they mostly come <laughs> yeah. they mostly come from Twitter still silent uh, the good Sadibi six of six Tying a season-high 12 points, uh, five rebounds, a steal, a block. And um, he was actually a factor down low. Some, some of the some of the little things that didn't get on paper, he was he, he gave Mooney fits at times, actually. actually yeah. He actually did. And I was beside myself. I gave him props at halftime. Just phenomenal to see Sadibi do good. Can he stay there? I doubt it. But I have... I hope so. Prove me wrong. I love being proven wrong. Please, please. Goodine makes his first three as an orange man. Hughes, with 26 points, makes him the leading scorer in the ACC with 19.7 points uh, a game to Louisville's Jordan Noir's 19.1. JG3 handing the ball back to Jaw Jacking Gibbs at the buzzer. Good. Uh, Sorry, not sorry. I loved it. (laughs) Hughes sits at 332nd in two-point shots, but this has been slowly improving, and it's a surprise to me, actually, coming into the Notre Dame game. I did not think they were going to score 36 points in the paint, but they did. Seven, plus seven on the boards, guys. Plus seven. That's freaking phenomenal. I could not believe that. And and Coach was asked during the press conference, how have they been rebounding so bad? He's like, I have no idea. Well, neither do I. So that makes two, at least two of us. Um, the bad, bad for Q's. The banked in corner three. Never seen that really before. Um, just a, a, a bad shot. Got lucky on the glass. And the desperation heave from the scorer's table. Uh, that one right there, which trimmed a once 13-point lead to six points. Buddy Bayheim's foul trouble, most notably the charge. And look, I mean, you can make a decent argument on either side of this. But for me, if that's the case... That's how I know the rule is too vague. I need some clarity on the rule. I just, sometimes I can't tell. And you can argue both sides. So it is what it is. Right. The ugly. TJ Gibbs. Uh, vomit breath. What's up with that? Mm. Does it do... <laughs> Does a dude just puke and then they're allowed back in the game? There's no health standards to NCAA basketball? I don't get it. I don't know. No. Um, Maybe um, that had something to do with Joe giving him the ball when he's jawing yeah. in his face with puke breath the whole night. I know. Mm. I'm surprised he didn't slap him. Uh, or puke himself. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> and I'm worried about that too, by the way. I'm worried about one of those guys getting sick. If he's got a stomach bug or something, that would suck. Um, yeah. Look, the real ugly besides that, a seven-minute field goal drought leading to an 18-4 run for Pitt, or for Pitt, for Notre Dame. It was pretty much the only hiccup of the game, but it really did come close to costing Syracuse towards the end there. The last 43 seconds was agonizing. So, yeah, Joe, well, sorry. Doomed. I mean, Go just, ahead. but like what Beheim said in his uh, post-game presser, uh, they couldn't stop us, and, and we can't stop them in both games. Uh, pretty high-scoring games, especially for, you know in our standards. And uh, when we really look at the two games side by side, uh, comparably, um, something with the defense. Like again, I don't know if it's the confidence, if it's going on the road. Uh, you know, as Anthony would put his his road warriors, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jeff on um, on our thoughts for the game, but. Just to see that, I mean, being minus three in rebounds to go into plus seven, right? I mean, yeah. Joe, Ger- Joe Girard led the team in rebounds. It's crazy. Seven, assists and nine. steals. Right? No, he had nine, right? Yeah. Yep. So in uh, the big guys, like you said, Sidibe going six for six. Uh, I mean, Mark and Sidibe combined. I would have loved for the first game Mark and Sidibe combined to have about the game that John Mooney had because that's what happened this time. So, I mean, you look at it, it was just to have all around scoring is it's just a beautiful thing because I think a lot of people thought in the beginning of the season it was just going to be three pointers, jump shots, and and obviously the coaches have made the uh, the game plans and created created the adjustments and the players have bought all in. Um, Gary Air and uh, Dolzhai get one more point and we got six players in double figures and that hasn't happened in who knows as far as Syracuse goes. So um, 
again, it's nice to see the confidence and, um, it's nice to see that we're not just a three point shooting team and buddy can have a bad game and then we can still pick him up. So what what uh, do you make of them being able to drive in the paint the way they've been doing? And it's just really what I, I mean, I'm not the analytical one here in case you didn't know, but it's just a lot of finesse. Really? It's being well, able to control the ball. It's being able to spin. Look at Mark, dude. Spin it like fake, faking and spinning, you know, going the other way. I mean, dude, right. uh, Sadibi's hook shots. Where have these hook shots been? Where has that been? <laughs> it's insane. Well, I mean, he wasn't allowed to take them, right? So, oh, well, that's true, too. But if yeah. he takes them and he makes them, then Jim's he's gonna sit there, you know. I, right. you, you could see he really didn't have gr- crazy reactions when Sadibi. I, I know, I just remember a couple times he made the baskets and Jim just he stayed sitting down, there really wasn't any reaction, and it probably was he was thinking. Oh man, Mark shouldn't have thrown that to him, but oh, he caught it and he dunked. Oh, he shouldn't take that shot, but oh, he made a hook shot over Durham or Mooney, whoever it was. So as long as he wasn't making mistakes, then he wasn't coming out. And you saw that in the second half. Uh, we had some guys in the first half come in. I thought Gadine played good when he came in, uh, Guerriere. And uh, second half, I don't think we subbed until Guerriere yep. came in around, what, five or four minute mark. Yeah, after Sadibi's fourth foul. And. Sadibi played 31 minutes. I don't remember the last time he played that many minutes. So, yeah. but he's I like mean, like coach said in the press conference. He's he's always in foul trouble. That's 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 Garrier and Sadibi. If they could just be a little bit more careful, then this team can grow that much more. Because yeah. because Dolzhai is not a center, and the more he's there, the less he's not. Yeah. <laughs> and the less he's not is when he's is is the less he's doing his thing. So yeah, and when you look back at the you know the points that we were talking about when you looked at the game, we talked about rebounds and the matchups for the big men and, and the fouls and stuff. We really didn't have too bad a foul trouble. I thought our big men played admirably. They played definitely harder. So John Mooney definitely it was a lot harder for him to get his buckets. It was a lot harder for him to get <laughs> his uh, d- to get his double double right. Yeah, and. Uh, we ran the guys off that we. I mean, I just I was mad in the beginning because Gibbs came on, came in, and he hit the three right, right at the place where we said we got to worry about, right? And I said, here we go. But you saw after that when he uh, <clears throat> kind of exited because of his sickness, came back in and everything, that we started running those guys off. And our defense, they they kind of I don't want to say it's a perfection, but we ran Prentice Hub and Gibbs off the spots that they like to shoot and forced them to shoot in other spots. And we gave we we gave Notre Dame the shots that we wanted. Go ahead, Juwan Durham. Make take that jumper. Go ahead, Goodwin Fluger. Go ahead, take those three pointers. Right. right. So um, we kind of dictated the shots that they took, and it kind of worked in our favor for the most part. I thought Goodwin had a real good game, uh, and he he had to because if he didn't if he didn't have even close to the game that he had, if he played like he did in Syracuse, then that probably would have been a blowout. So again, kudos to to the game plan and and being able to 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 just. I don't know, just to listen to the coaches and just not get too much into the game. And how about Elijah Hughes, man? Yeah, I mean, um, moving into first in in, in points per game in the ACC, he's just unstoppable. Um, like Coach said, he, he's almost impossible to guard. And the, the he's just an athlete. And, you know, to, to Coach's point, again, I hate to keep harping on his press conference, but he made a ton of good points. No, um, he did. To, to not be considered... And in the top twenty-five players in the nation is crazy. It's yeah, him crazy. and Mooney. Him and How do you Mooney. watch that game and not think that? Right. I mean, you got to be an idiot. That just goes to show how much politics too. And this is what worries me a lot about the tournament tournament time. You should be able to look at the quads and determine whether your team's getting in the tournament type thing. Right. There's so much politicking going on with the polls and with the this and with the that. It's all. It's all. It's a bunch of jerks in a circle. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I get it. <laughs> so yeah, they as you know, analytics go they go a little ways, and uh, obviously, I think that some teams they can have good win loss records with with certain quadrants, but I think that you know neutral and road games and wins like that do affect certain teams. So I think if if some team has a good record but they didn't win a lot on the road or are any good ones on the road, then that might affect them as well. But for the most part, I think you're right. Yeah, strength of schedule, quadrant wins, all that kind of stuff is really, I think. The main the things analytics, you gotta look at. You should be able to det- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Determine whether a team is in or out. It shouldn't come down to sitting around wondering. You really yep. shouldn't. So, yep. all right. With that said... It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, y'all know what to do at the end of every game. I propose a question. Thoughts on the game. You go there. You leave your thoughts. We may or may not talk about them. We're switching it up this time. We're, we're going to switch it up this time. You know, I'm sick of reading all these comments all the time. My mouth gets dry. Joe gets to sit there and do nothing. And so I'm going to make Joe make, make fun of you. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I stumble over my words, but I, I you know, I'm getting older. It's hard to see on this little phone. So, oh God! Look, so you're man, gonna put put the pressure on me, right? Look, look, it's your turn, buddy. You do Facebook, I'll do Twitter. Um, plus, usually, sometimes you'll give me your input, but I want to know what you see sifting through, Joe. What do you got? All right, all right. Um, well, let's start with uh, Peter Facebook, like you said. Uh, didn't think they could get better after watching first 10 games, but they are getting better every day. And this would be quite a, an accomplishment for coach if this team gets in the tournament. Oh, absolutely. After, you know, and it's just hilarious that we're calling in. Look, I'm a tiny bit guilty of being frustrated with coach, but I would I would never call for his job because I think he's a Hall of Fame coach and enough people are dramatic about it. So I didn't go there, but I was frustrated. I didn't understand yeah. the defense. You remember I was talking about let's this zone stuff's not working. Remember all that? Yeah. Look. Well, yeah. I th- and I think to your point, I think that that was you weren't calling for his head as much as you were no. just frustrated because in the beginning you thought, oh, we got to do something different because this isn't working. But it was and, a lack you know, of faith, though. It was a lack of faith. And this just goes to too, show. Right? This just goes to show. Don't doubt Jimmy B. Don't doubt him. Well, and to what you said too. I mean, he did make adjustments because we have seen the two three zone. It's you know, before he's been kind of stubborn and, well, hey, we're just going to do it this way. But right. we've seen them come up with good game plans and exactly how to to uh, D up these teams, uh, depending on their strengths and weaknesses on offense. And I think uh, we've seen, especially since ACC play, but especially the last four games, um, we've seen that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, all right. Awesome. Um, Dominic Facebook. 
Best part of the streak is that it isn't just one person. One night, Buddy leads us in scoring. Mm -hmm. Next, it's Hughes. I think even Gerard has dropped 20 recently. They really are gelling together well and are playing like the definition of a team. More than any other Syracuse team I can think of in recent memory. Man, I'll tell you, you look back last year, it was Tyus, and it was Tyus. <laughs> and then maybe once in a while, maybe once it was Howard. But who else was doing anything? Oh, oh Hughes. Brissett a little. Hughes, Hughes. Brissett struggled last year. And congrats to him, too. He's doing okay in the NBA, which yeah, shocks, well, shocks me. A little he's bit. He's staying on the yeah. He is out of the out of the D league, right? He's been yeah. on the roster. He's been getting uh, burned with the second team with the Raptors. So yeah, he's yep. been doing pretty well. But um, I think this is perfect as as far as I love that comment kind of, by the way, Dominic. Yeah, great comment because when you look at the box score, that kind of tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, Hughes had twenty six. Buddy did what he did last time. Gerard, he's had his ups and downs, but like I said. Dojai hits one more free throw. Guerriere gets one more tip in or something like that. Like, uh, we'd have six double double scores in double double. I know. So, I mean, or not double double, in double figures. double figures. So, right. And I don't remember the last time that we've had a team like that. So, again, to be able to see some of these guys step up, um, I think Dominic, you kind of hit it right there because I, in recent memory, especially. Right. Yeah. No recent memory. Yeah. It's been it's been frustrating to watch this. I feel like it's been frustrating to watch Syracuse offense for like four years, five years. It's got to be something like that. Right. I might be exaggerating. No, I know. Th- I think you're right. <laughs> I, did. Okay. I really, really do. Think it always you're right. I mean, it, it always feels long, feels longer than it actually is. But yeah. Most so, likely, most right. likely. Um, um, what do you got? You got more? Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. One more. This is actually this is my favorite one. It kind of is is. Perfect. I think it breaks it down analytically, and, and I, it goes right to, to what I have seen uh, the last couple of games. But uh, Torian on Facebook, great team win. Solid contributions from everybody that played. Good to see them all playing with confidence. I like watching this team play. They have a punchers in, and in uh, parentheses mm-hmm. shooters chance in every game they play. Even better that they are making an effort to take it off the bounce now. It's not always pretty when they do, but it helps open up the perimeter that much more. Surprised, not more draft buzz around Hughes. Oh, yeah. Well, great point because, you know, uh, Coach made it. I'm sure after he made that comment, Coach made it. Um, him not being in the top 25. Absolutely. I don't know. Um, you got you got so much talent in a Hughes, and we said at the beginning of the year, um, there's not a lot of draft buzz around him now, but we said in the beginning of the year, enjoy this year with Hughes because oh. he could go. It's a possibility he can go. Yeah, well, like we talked about, they we have two commits, verbal commits already, and we I know we're looking at um, uh, a graduate senior as well. So that marks three people that we need to make room for. So that would make sense. But the, the main part of this, this whole um, – Comment comment that that uh, he made was uh that uh you can see the offense changing in the beginning it was a lot of jump shooters a lot of threes a lot of this a lot yeah, of that another driving, um, yeah. and now it's a lot of driving right and even after yesterday i mean you you try to look at pit let pit try to look at the way that we've been playing and then all of a sudden you see sadibi go six for six and then you see guerrier and, and dolzai combined for 18 uh making making yourself a scoring option just completely Brutal. opens up the whole offense. And the fact that we have Gerard and Hughes and Buddy who can space the defense out, you know, and, and be around the three-point, you know, perimeter, um, then that helps the, the bottom, the middle, you know, inside the lane uh, open up for Dolzai and Sidibe, and they're getting just better and better. And Buddy has shown that when you come out and you try to take away that three and you guard him too high, that, that we can go by you. So overall, our offense is just getting better and better because of that. And to his point and your point, you know, what does Pitt's scouting report look like, you know, after that game? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, this yeah. guy can shoot. This guy can shoot. This guy can rebound. This guy's getting hot. I mean, you know. Oh, and oh the guy that we didn't think we were going to be able yeah, to have to guard all of a sudden, went six for six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, Sadibi's uh, getting uh, double figures and can easily get uh, a double-double a game um, if, you know, he's in the right spot at the right time. But, you know – it's just like, what do they do? You you know, you just confuse the hell out of Pitt with that game because yeah. everybody played so awesome on the road. Now they're going to be at home. 
And like I said, it yeah. makes me a little nervous. But I think, look, confidence is huge coming into any college basketball game. And um, they're riding high on it. And quickly, in between, in between fan feedback comments, because I don't think I have one about it. But, well, maybe I do. I don't know. But we're going to hit it now. Gerard handing the ball to Gibbs <laughs> at, the, at the end of the game, Joe. Is that freaking classic, beautiful piece of art or what? I loved it. Oh, I'm, well, you know, I, obviously these two – I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of do – and I don't want to see him in the ACC tournament, but I kind of do. And yeah, at the right. same time, I know that I'd be at that game because it's in Greensboro this year, right? But right. the thing with Prentice Hub and then Gibbs, they had a little scuffle. And you could see Gibbs in his face chirping uh, even – earlier you know yeah joe was just standing there too he wasn't talking back he was was just just standing standing there there. wasn't talking back and then you know there was tripping he goes up hits the two free throws to go up four and you know i think honestly i thought it was a little bit of sports you know it was some sportsmanship i thought you know he's the younger guy and you know obviously gives his little under the weather and he was upset and he wanted the ball so he gave him the game ball what's wrong with that It looked like Gibbs was going to peg it at the back of his head for a oh, second. And then when he ran away with his hands up, he's like, like oh, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. Yeah, and Apprentice Hub, he like he like knuckled up like he wanted to like clothesline him. Dude, like, I think, you- can I just, I Gibbs Gibbs was talking a lot of trash, but Apprentice Hub is a punk. I, I he, He's a talented basketball player, but he's a punk. I'm sorry. I yeah. mean, look. That's just how I feel. I judge. Do you think, I judge do you think people the aura on of what happened last game? Oh yeah, and how funny is it? I, I, hurt, I de- hurt what he did this game because he really didn't do too much. He didn't do too much, and he wasn't the one puking. So, yeah. you know, I mean, what did he get? Eight points. Prentice Hub, eight points. Yep. Yeah. Uh, three for ten from the field. Two for nine from three. Mm-hmm. He was. And just, one was a prayer. And one was a prayer. One was an absolute heave. Mm-hmm. So and and how, it's so great that look, my brother-in-law is a Notre Dame fan, right? He didn't say anything oh, to me after. Yeah, right. That's what I said. Uh, he didn't say anything to me after the one-point win. You know, it, it, it was cool. We we don't talk trash to one another, but he 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 called me today. He's like, "What's up, flopper? What's up, flopper? You know, look, what flop? What are you talking about, man? It was great. Hey. It was great. I love the rivalry. It heats up between me and my brother-in-law. It's even better." Cause we could, we're. I love him enough to where I don't want to punch him, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But this should have rival- said the luck of the orange. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the this rivalry, uh, this year is just been. It's the games have been so tense, and before the Prentice Hub standing over Gerard thing, it was tense. So yeah. it's uh, you know, it there's a good chance we'll see this game again. <sighs> well, it'll know, be it would be entertaining, and but like, I'm not gonna lie. And like, I'm done. I'm done with Mooney, dude. I'm, I'm I'm with you, bro. Because <laughs> Bobby Manning on on the Noons Pod was saying, "Look, this is a bad matchup. It's bad might be an understatement. It's yeah. a horrible matchup for us. It really is." Hey, so. And both games were really really good to watch. And again, like I said, if I'm a fan, I of just college basketball. It's a great game, but I don't want to see John Mooney again. I don't I'm either. With, I'm done with him too, he's, bro. He's a senior. Sayonara, yeah. buddy. Yeah. I don't. Same with Gibbs. Peace. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, buddy. See ya. Uh, Nick on Facebook. Revenge tour. I love that. Revenge tour. Uh, this team coming together. Dolly has been a beast on the boards. Another road win to add to the resume. JG3 with ice in his veins, though free throws at the end of the game. Um, tough three free throws at the end of the game and to top it off to hand the ball to oh there we go and to hand the ball to Gibbs at the end yeah Nick um, just brilliant I just yeah. loved it I loved it yeah. I'm sorry no, and that, that clip that you posted that, that I traveled on Twitter I traveled yeah. Aton Thomas retweeted it thank you Aton I know you're listening at Orange <laughs> Cop 44 uh, hey look Orange Cop Thanks for your service, buddy. Appreciate that. It's a, if if you really are a cop, which I assume, it's a solid road win. They tried to give that S away at the end, but held on. Yeah, man. I, like I said, Joe, that last 48 seconds or whatever it was when you think it's in the bag, man, they, yeah. they Notre Dame did a fantastic job of turning that into the worst seven minutes of my life. Well, I don't know yeah. about that, but... You know, well, of the year for watching basketball. How about that? Yeah. Well, this is the the issue is is that's kind of everybody knows you're going to try to get the ball to, to Gerard, right? 
I know that there was one time right, where Gary was throw, wide so. open down the court. There's another time Elijah Hughes is wide open down the court. Um, as much as, and I have, I saw some comments talking about it needs to be in JG, JG3's hands. And yeah, of course you want it to be there, but, uh, sometimes, I mean, you saw him as soon as we got him into Elijah Hughes that one time, he was triple teamed. And then it happened again with Joe Girard. Uh, so hopefully we work on that because there are guys that are, are open and, and we have to have trust because every other team in that situation, every team knows we're either going to Gerard and Hughes and sometimes it could lead to things like that. So and, and yeah, I was Quincy, man. Quincy did a good job. He had his too. And I think that he was being told, what are you doing with the ball, man? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But <laughs> whatever he made him. So, right. So uh, what happens if he turns the ball over trying to get it to Joe Girard and then he's yelling at him too, right? So yeah, yeah. sometimes when you're in that position, it's like a lose-lose, right? Exactly. So, yeah, what are you going to do? You to go up and hit your two free throws. Exactly. That's what you go and do. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> at Lore Sprague on Twitter. Whole lot of crappy calls at the end, but we pulled through. We would have won by more if it weren't for the weird officiating. Go Orange. Now, I did not coordinate this with um, Lori, is her name. Uh, I thought I talked to Joe at the end of the game. I'm like, it was weird. The officiating yeah. was weird the whole night, not just the end, but it was just weird. Yeah, I, I was confused I thought by the it. whole night. It was them making bad calls and then making up form, then then calling the makeup calls. Right, oh that my one gosh, time yes, when terrible. they called Elijah Hughes out of bounds right in I front mean, of the bench, and it's like everybody was like, he didn't do. And then the very next down the the court, it was like what Gary Air caught the ball but fell down and there was an inadvertent whistle but it should have been a travel but yeah there were so many things where i just thought that there was some makeup calls because i thought that there were some things that were missed but for the most part they they let them play and i think that the fouls kind of even themselves out when it was all said and done well let me ask you i mean it didn't look like gary it looked like gary a didn't really have full control of the ball I mean, it's like to a football term almost but it didn't even look like he had full control of the ball on his way down so, yeah, no, and it looked like Mooney gave him a little boost too. But again, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'd have yeah. to really look at the the Re- wording right, of the uh, rule uh, sure, to actually right. know, right? Because right. I know yeah. that if you do have control and you come down with it and then you fall, then I know that it's a travel. So Right. Absolutely. So all right, last one at Mick Dorchester. At yeah, Mick Dorchester. Yeah. At Mick Dorchester. That's it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I got it got eventually. It. I like how this team rebounds. I like how this team plays zone. I like how this team plays together. Uh, team. I like how this team plays together and is unselfish. I like how this team wins on the road in ACC. I like how this team persists in difficult situations. I like this Q's team. Yes. Um, here's here's <laughs> he, the, he likey he likey. <laughs> I like how this team persists in difficult situations. It's a great point. It's an underestimated point. Because this team was down by 11 and up by as many as 13 and almost blew it, but they never caved again. This is in three of their road wins in these redemption games. That is a common theme. There was always there was always a point where they could have caved and and just just folded and they didn't. They persevered through it and they ended up winning those games. Yeah. It happened in every game. and I think we could go back to probably the end of last year when we were in, in, in the middle of the year when we were talking about how, again, we were almost excited for a reset, right? It was like, oh, we wanted O'Shea yeah. to stay, but okay, we got these guys leaving. Now we got all these young guys coming in, but we thought that there was some vocal leadership guys that were going to be able to come in and albeit maybe a little bit younger than the last couple teams, Um we, we, I think we kind of talked about how we thought this actually – I mean the key there is team. I think the last for the last couple of years, they haven't looked like a team. They've looked like a couple guys that step up and figure it's just it out. Trying right? to, it was just trying to win. It was just trying right. to win. Same, Struggling. Yeah, same thing when we had Andrew White-Gillen. I mean yeah, they were a team, but like these guys seem like they're playing for each other. They yeah. pick each other up. Right? They sit there. Yeah. Right. You know, you don't sit there and the, you don't let – I mean how many times did Chukwu mess up? Did you see everyone on his butt? Trying no. to trying to get him to you know there's no there's tough love on this team. Sadibi, yeah. when he says his hands are up and he's he doesn't. Everyone on the him. bench is like, hey man, like <laughs> come on, we're with you. Let's do this. But you, you get know, a lot so, of the point to the head. Use your head. Right. I saw Jalen Carey. Use your head. And, and that right and that picks people up. 
It's not just relying on one or two people. That's they right. know they have to rely on each other, because, whether it's Howard Washington coming in or Bryson yeah. Dine coming in or any of these guys coming in. So this is definitely more of a team, and it's actually more exciting because you have a, a veteran like Elijah Hughes that's just kind of basking in it, and you have all these young guys that are buying in, and it's only mm. going to get better. So and you, I love it. You know, when you're held accountable by your teammates, you learn from that. Yeah, you learn and that's that. the thing. Who's going to tell Ty's battle anything last year? Who's going to tell Frank Howard anything last year? He didn't listen oh, to coach. I was Who's- just going to bring up Frank Howard last year. He couldn't be told diddly by anybody. Right. It a bad Nobody attitude. Could- right. Yeah. I mean, there's been times like that when Frank Howard, when he was out, right? Did he Was he on the bench like Jalen Carey? Hell no. no. Hell no. So, I mean, we have a team. No offense. And they're young and they're only getting better. Right. Exactly. All right. Look. That wraps up fan feedback. We appreciate it. It's always way more fun to get into the fan feedback during wins. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. The negativity has been lifted. Um, thank you for going to the socials and doing that. Um, so remember, at the end of our game, go there. Leave your comment. We appreciate it. All right, Joe. Saturday, Syracuse will be hosting former Big East rival, the 13-6 and Four and four in the ACC Panthers at the Carrier Dome at noon. TV uh, is ACC Network, where you can watch that. Good luck with the Spectrum deal. I don't know what's going on there, but you'll figure it out. Um, This will be the first and only meeting on the regular season for these teams. Favorite pit moment? Whenever I think of pit, I think of... I, I had to go back and look this up. February 12th, 2004. Does anybody remember that day? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe Pitt was leading 58 to 56, and Tyler yeah, Ennis hit a 35-foot uh, shot to uh, win the game at the buzzer. Um, that would be the orange going on for, to, um, uh, for the school record, 24-0 um, start to the season and 24 consecutive wins, both at the same time. So Pitt's net ranking is... 74, making this a quad two home game for now, but we went over that with um, Notre Dame, so depending on the outcome, that could change. Uh, the all-time series with Cuse and Pitt sits at 71-45 and 45 in favor of the Orange. Uh, wins over UNC twice for Pitt, Florida State, and Rutgers. Um, the most recently, they just skimmed by Boston College, 74 to 72. They're led in scoring by six foot four, 190 pound sophomore guard uh, Trey McGowan's. We all remember Trey; he killed us last year. He's averaging 13.4 points a game, and he's also leading his team in steals with 1.9. Followed up in shooting by six three, 200 pound guard Xavier Johnson. He leads the team in three point percentage, by the way, with 39.2. Actually, I think it's higher than that now. I think it might be 40 point something. Uh, sorry. Six six foot six, 200 pound uh, freshman guard, Justin Champagny. Right? Am I saying that right? Champagny. I have no idea. Justin Champagny. <laughs> he leads the team in rebounds with 6.9 per game. So, guard, 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 guard. Guard heavy team. Got a big, yep. got a big, got a couple big ones in there, but guard heavy. Yeah, well, the 6'6 guard, um, like you said, the freshman there, I'm not even going to attempt to Champagne. say his name. Champagne. Oh, just to – we do play Pittsburgh again. Just want to let oh, you know. Oh, we do? Yes. Oh, okay, all right. But um, February 26th. But, My yes, uh, Pittsburgh, they're a weird team to figure out, especially when you look at um, – when you look at the teams that they beat, you know they come out and they start the year. They beat Florida State, who we all know is is going to end up being a quad one win, and then they turn around and then they lose to Nickel State. So they've had some good wins, but they've struggled against other teams as well. Um, when I look at Ken Palm, you know uh, the net rankings. So they're seventy four, like you said. We're at sixty nine right now. But when you look at Ken Palm, he's got Pitt at uh, seventy six, and he's got Syracuse at fifty one. So. Uh, their adjusted rankings, ratings as far as offense and defense really aren't that high. I think they're 91st offense, 74th defense. Um, so <clears throat> this, to me, kind of looks a little bit more like a Boston College lineup, but with um, a little bit better guards, especially on defense. Uh, like you talked about, Xavier Johnson, Trey McGowan's, and even uh, Audie's, uh Tony, all sophomore guards. Um, they're going to give us problems as far as defense goes. I, like uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I like how you say his name real fast. Yeah, it's a good trick. I should learn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you like that, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 
looking looking back at a couple, like again, I can honestly say that I haven't watched too much of them this year. Yeah. But looking back at some of the more recent games, uh, they do go the four guard lineup, and they uh, start their forward uh, Eric Hamilton, <clears throat> who uh, six nine, two hundred fifty pound senior. So he does have the size, but six nine. Um, but also, I would probably be willing to bet because of our size and what we've done that we're probably going to be see a little bit of um, Terrell Brown as well, who's a 6'10", 235-pound junior who comes off the bench. Um, Capel, he's he's proven to kind of move his his uh, his lineup, his rotation with, with the opponent. He's really good with stuff like that. So, um, again, not a lot to really go off of. And I know that they're not really a big three-point shooting team. So I know that they're going to try to attack us. I know they're going to try to get our big guys in foul trouble. There's only and five I, guys that have hit, that have attempted three-point shots. Yeah, and they get balanced shooting. They're just, just balanced shooting. They're, just, they're a gritty team. They play hard. We're going to probably yeah. see some press. We're going to see – I mean, Xavier Johnson is going to give Joe Girard fits. Um, I – Elijah Hughes should be able to be okay with his matchup. Buddy Bayheim, uh, not so sure, depending on who they put on him between uh, McGowan's and, and Tony. But overall, uh, we should be able to, especially the way we've been playing, as long as we stay physical, we should be able to to stay there with, with the boards and, and the way that we've been scoring down low. If we can stick with that, um, then I really, I really do kind of like our chances, especially with the confidence. Um, the home – we haven't really played great at home, right? As far as an ACC, that's where we've we've yeah. had our losses. Yeah. Um, and I'd hate to lose this and have to go on another redemption tour to finish it up, you know. But I know, I know. So I, I, I don't know. The only other thing that I think that would help when it came down to it was is if Jim Be- Jim Beheim ended up getting in a situation where he threw his jacket in the second half, and I think that that would probably help our statistical <laughs> push uh, it over the edge. Up. Well, we're five and zero oh every every game that every game that he's through to thrown his jacket this year. We've won. He so. needs to not abuse that. Uh he's got to pick and choose, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Totally. So, um, but yeah, again, I think you're looking at a team that's probably got Virginia Tech type defense, but without the three point shooting, and they're going to try to attack us. I wouldn't be surprised if they put McGowan's or somebody very very capable with a mid range jumper and being able to pass um, in the middle of that that free throw uh, line spot. Um, but that that's again, I don't see us running away with it just because of the whole the way that they play defense. It's just a matchup issue. I mean, you know, by the way, Joe's right. Joe's right. And um, that's my bad. My bad. They do play. But, I do it. I freaking looked at that. And I've, no, I, dude, I've, it's I've, OK. We play Pittsburgh a, every year twice. Same a, with Boston College. They're like our rivals. Yeah. Our rival yeah. school type. But. Um, yeah, this team, they just play tough defense. They've been in our, in your face. I remember, um, McGowan's and then Johnson last year as freshmen. And I was like, oh, these guys are just going to be problems for years because yeah, their defense, sucks. they're just right. So, um, yeah, so I can see Joe kind of struggling a little bit and I wouldn't be surprised if, if we didn't see, um, a little bit of Howard, a little bit of Gadine, you know, a little bit of a rotation. Think Howard's okay by Saturday. As, as you heard in the coach montage, Howard. Sprained his ankle. That's why Goodine came in. Now Goodine's hot, so I, I I'm getting more and more confident with Gary A with Goodine, and if Sadebi keeps it up, I may gain confidence with him. He did not even muff a pass, which is very good. It's Amazing. Good. I was so nervous so when Dolshai threw him that ball. You oh saw him God. almost muff it though. He almost lost it. Well, and when when Gerard hit him on that little like, no look down, he almost lost that one too. So there's a couple where he almost uh, traveled too on the dunk. Like it was close. It was there was a little stumble. He was either going to travel or fall on his face, one or the other. I was nervous. <laughs> I was. Yeah, like, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. Yeah, oh. I know. I get so freaked out. So, um, all right. Well, w- w- well, do you want to give? Do you want to give a a Joe G point? One of Joe G's three points. I mean, I think you yeah, gave a little just... bit. You gave up a little bit of something there. I would say I would say the most important thing, and uh, yeah, we'll I put mean, it I together, would probably be Gerard needs to take care of the ball. He needs to be smart, not get frustrated. I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's. I mean, those guard matchups are going to be tough. They're and and they're going to be scrappy. 
So it's basically being able to keep your composure. Like I think that a lot of our guys mostly have been able to. And um, if there are mistakes, we will be able to hopefully Beheim won't be afraid of his bench and uh, have some guys be able to come in and, and take that over. Hopefully Howard Washington is ready. But it always nervouses me because you can twist an ankle, you can sprain an ankle, you can roll an ankle. Um, sometimes you can walk it off. Sometimes it's a day. It's a little sore. Sometimes it's weeks. Sometimes they say sprains are worse than breaks. So we really yeah. don't know what the effects of it is. Hopefully there'll be a story that comes out some sometime this this uh, next well, probably tomorrow, right, or Saturday morning, that lets us know. But, um, but yeah, I would definitely say it's taking care of the ball. It's the turnovers. It's because these guys are going to be doing the press. They're going to be in your face. And Gerard has been known to get his his pocket uh, picked a couple times. And Xavier Johnson is definitely no slouch. Gerard is someone who's going to learn from those mistakes, and he's probably yeah. it's only going to make him better making them early and you know, you go to turnovers. Look, Syracuse turned the ball over only four times against, against Virginia tech and in eight times against Notre Dame, they do a good job of taking care of the ball. It hasn't been a trend with them. They've had a couple games where they turned it over. I think, I think I remember 12 turnovers, one game against somebody, but um, that might even have been a Notre Dame or Virginia tech. Um, they turned the ball over 11 times against Notre Dame last time. So anyway, yeah. my point is, is that all of these little things that they've needed to do at the beginning of the year to get some of these games pushed over to the edge to a W, they've, they're starting to do now. And so, Joe, I guess, has, has Syracuse turned the corner? Can we finally say, you know, Syracuse, well, has turned the corner? <laughs> they, 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 they've laid down the consistency, and, and has it happened? Of course. I want to see it one more time at home. Okay. I want sometimes uh, sometimes young players fall in this trap that, oh, we've arrived and right. they may be a little lax and then they get punched in the mouth. And if there's a team that's going to do that, it's a team like Pittsburgh who plays that defense and is a rival of ours. Um, uh, you know, Capel, he knows the zone. He, he's what? been coaching all over the place forever. He he's from one of the Coach best. K, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Um, but again, a lot of it comes down to, to, I mean, Pittsburgh's a tough team to, to kind of look at because Florida state, that game was the first game of the season. Other than that, the only teams that they've beaten in the ACC is North Carolina twice in Boston college. I believe they've lost to wake forest. They've lost to Miami. Those teams are kind of the bottom of you know, they lost to Louisville twice as well. But, um, I, we, I think that, that Pittsburgh is still kind of an unknown. So it's tough to really tell because you don't know too much about them, but, um, I would like to see it. This week, um, I'd like to see it. Uh, hopefully, the dome is rocking. Hopefully, it's not too bad of a snowstorm. Yeah, I know it's noon, but again, a rivalry game, Pittsburgh, and after a four-game winning streak going on the road, doing what we did, um, hopefully, that dome is rocking, and hopefully, our team still shows up. Humble's still hungry and knows that they still got a job to do, because even though they won four in a row, what, 12-7 and seven ain't going to get you in the tournament. We still need to go. And oh, we yeah. have Duke. We had Duke in a couple weeks and, uh, or a week Next and a half week. here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to sit here and say that they've arrived. I think that they've proven what they can do. And now it's just, um, a consistency thing because That's I do believe true. that this would yeah. be a bad loss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably our be worst a- loss of the season. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, just a hypothetical here. If we lost, it'd be a quad two loss. Now, currently. So and that could slide, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean Notre Dame's right there as well, but I know that I know I know that Notre Dame has also I, played some tough I tough games. You, you know? I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just right on the line there. You know what I'm saying? So I mean it's not like a you know, I mean it's just right It's tough there. to say because we don't know where it's hard to judge Pittsburgh. Exactly. And that's the problem. So we will find yeah. out. But you know who else is hard to judge? If you're Pittsburgh, Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it you know, it's working both ways on this one. So anyway. Yeah, well I know the the last night against Notre Dame didn't it didn't, didn't help uh, Pittsburgh's cause. Capel, uh, yeah, didn't let them sleep any easier, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly, my point. Perfect. Um, all right, look, thank you to all of you for listening. Go check out the Noons Pod with with James and Bobby. We appreciate that. Show them some love. Yes, um, sir. Because, look, truth is, being I don't want to like gush, but being on that podcast, that was a podcast I listened to before I even we started this. 
thing three years ago. And yeah. to be on it, I mean, it's like, it was kind of weird. It was kind of, it, it was kind of cool. So for me, anyway. No, it was definitely fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, go check it out. It was fun. Um, thanks to all of you for who participated in fan feedback, as always. Thank you to my bookie. Go there. Set up your account. If you haven't already, use the promo code CHAIR, and they will double your deposit dollar for dollar. We appreciate that. Um, I guess that's it. To James on guitar. Thank you, buddy. And uh, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.